Welcome to the Lazy Land Podcast! Hey. Am I the only one who's excited? I'm excited! Hey, Matt, I know you gotta be excited! Matt! Um, I'm sorry. I'm waiting for Fly Quest to no, win the not. split. That's what I'm waiting for. That's it. You're, you're not right, sorry at all. You're right, Matt. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. I can't lie to you. But before... You, you before definitely we... can and have and will again. Before uh, we hop into the results from this week and talk about how Cloud9, Cloud9 may or may not actually be going to Worlds, we got to talk about some Worlds format changes real quick because a uh, small development has happened that has caused a, a shift in uh, the playing in the stage. Meta, they announced that they're nerfing everything except Caitlyn and Sivir. They'll have auto one-shots. Now, um... Oh, uh, not no a silver one, one shot. Be able to cast any abilities. Uh, no, no, no. ABC win. Uh, due to some uh, complications brought on by COVID, uh, the Vietnamese teams will not be attending Worlds. So we're oh. out two more teams. What's going to happen is uh, they're moving LCK up to their third seed up to groups, and then they're. Uh, gonna make the play-in stage two groups of five, single round robin, uh, and then you play for spot. Then you just play out for the spots. I don't remember exactly what it is. I think it's the first place in each group goes, and the next two all play for uh, the next three. Next two, the next three all play best of fives for uh, the last two spots. Yep. And the fifth place team is eliminated. Now, I take issue with Korea getting a direct spot to, in a pool two when NA doesn't even have a pool two seed. LPL has two pool two seeds, by the way. Just that's crazy. <laughs> if anything, I'd have to look, huh? Mm-hmm. I'd have if to any- look through the pools a bit more closely. I'm, I mean, that's the pools. Uh, if anything, what should have happened is NA's pool three seed got brought up and NA gets the third seed or something, or LCK gets this. I'd feel better about that than LCK just not having to play through plans because I don't feel like they're, they've really proved that they don't need to play through plans yet. Mind you, I don't think the other replacement, which was, uh, PCS, it's the, uh, Southeast Asia region entrance. Did they? How did they uh, decide? It was the LCK. Like, could they? Just, like, well, like, ball it, out of a hat it's an like... aggregate of the last four international performances. Mm. So, like, however far you finish gets to so many points, and then whoever has the most understood, points. Understood. Well, if they got the if the LCK won the equation, then I guess they did prove it, right? I don't agree with the equation, but. I digress. Because we got something uh, more important to talk about, which is the uh, Mortals cutting, like, what is it, four people from the roster this week? Yeah. So, which four? I'm opening it up right now. Uh, it, they dropped, uh, oh, I'm sorry, they dropped four players and a coach. Ika Soaz, Altec Gate, and Adrian Picard, who was their coach. That is quite predictable. <laughs> In fact, I think we said that was going to happen. Did we not? Uh, we said it was likely. 
We definitely we're said pretty... it was likely, by the way. I just... We're pretty sure... Mm-hmm. What? I'm pretty sure Iko was going to go regardless. So as... Mm, I think, actually, no, so as takes a lot of money. I think Altec probably could have stayed. I don't think I really have that much of an issue with them. Well, this is the team with Apollo and Hakuo, right? Yes, this is the team with Apollo and so, Hakuo. So, why would you hold on to Apollo and Altec? Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. They don't seem to be that different in play style, and they ne- they have never seemed to perform so drastically differently that I think it should make a difference between which one you go for. So, I think Apollo and Hakuo have just been a duo for so long that there's no reason to not just run them. I don't... I every time I see them get split up, I'm just sitting here like, what? Why would you do this? Every team tries this, and they always fail. I don't get it. Like, come on. So it'll be a shame the day the two part ways just on their own terms. That would be. I think it would happen when one of them retires. Because, like, That's true. They're such a stable bot lane. They're pretty good role players. I don't know if they'll be contending for, like, world spots, but it, it's hard to really say that they're a bad duo. They always come up and bring, give some performance. Who else is left on their team? Immortals. Uh, so they're left with Xmithy, Apollo, and Hakuo, basically. Pretty sure Zabotine got dropped. Is this spring? This is spring. Zabotine got dropped like in the near the beginning of the split, I think. Yeah, I was looking at their spring roster. Oh god, this is a long ass roster. Um, I think only the oh, they, they, jungler survived from the second team, so Potluck is still there. Potluck's still there. Alorum's still there. I, Insanity is still there. Smithy's still there. So. Like, they have a team they can field that I don't think would be the worst team in the world, but I don't know if it's going to perform into playoffs in NA. Like, look at how awful the 100 Thieves and Dignitas were in playoffs. Like, they, honestly, that's that reason alone is why I think the uh, double elimination bracket is kind of pointless. Not, not the double elimination, but the, uh, the eight-team bracket is kind of pointless because they just died. They put up zero resistance to both the teams that played them, and they and it was it wasn't even close. So I don't think Immortal was would perform better than that next split. Did you say that, Matt? Uh, I said yeah because I agreed to you or with you. I'm still a little bit. I'm a little bit on the insanity hype right now. I, I hope he had, does good next split because there's been like glimmers where it's like, oh man, it looks like he's gonna do it and then it just never happened like he'd either uh fumble a play just a little bit or uh might go a little bit too hard like trying to start a base race with only himself and the enemy base like you know but those are also some of the plays that i'm just like all right well there's a bit of promise that you managed to get it to this point that it came down to like oh this one play needed to work against a couple of teams within uh the lcs uh so I'm trying to think about what I would be looking for right now because I don't feel like Alorum is bad and his personality, like, on air has been very good. And I, I think mm-hmm. he's been a good addition to a lot of, like, the shows he's been on. And I, th- mm-hmm. I feel like they could try to leverage that as a brand uh, and 
hopefully go through Alorum in that respect, but that would also require Alorum to start performing a lot better. Because I, while I don't think he's bad, he has to be able to contend against Broken Blade, uh, Impact, Solo, like, and even Licorice. Because, like, these are some pretty good top laners in this league, and if you can't take them on, you're not going to Worlds. Just ask Licorice. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm not mad about it. I'm just confused because <laughs> you listed Licorice as one of the good ones, and then you... Right, and he's not even going to Worlds! True, he's not. So, well, I, I also feel like there's a bit of a deficit in the jungle for this team. Like, even though Smithy's really good... I think Smithy's more of an enabler than a playmaker, per se. So, it, it, you, this team needs some uh, killer instinct, but they have a bunch of role players at the moment. And when you have a bunch of role players, you either need to win through pure macro, or, or you just kind of roll over. Yeah. It needs to be, like, really, really solid, like, foundational stuff, and just, like, playing... Not a really risky game, not a really insane mechanical game, but just like a really solid baseline game and capitalizing off the mistakes of your opponent and so on. But that's difficult to do when you have teams that are extremely good and don't make a lot of mistakes or know how to bounce back. Uh, it becomes really difficult for teams who are made of those like role players to, to thrive. Mm -hmm. Alright. So, Matt. I cannot Yo. put off your pain no longer. Can you put it off until I'm done drinking? You know, I'll give you. I'll give you some time while I take off my jacket. Again, it's backwards for me. I can't help you. You're also <laughs> half of it is cut off at the bottom. I don't. No sneaky, uh, no, no worlds. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna fight you on that one, brother. Uh, I'm just gonna say true. Uh, <laughs> Mm. Bring back, bring back sneak. No. Um, All right, we can talk about that when we get to the goodbye segment. But we gotta get into oh, it. TSM's going worlds. Oh, it's been too long. Too and long. And maybe C9 is. <laughs> you know. For a while, I didn't think they were, and now I'm like, maybe. I don't know. Actually, I don't know how this <laughs> new stuff works. Yo, Matt, can you turn the game down on your mic a little? Yeah. Can is it fuck still? Yeah, I think it's better. All right, I changed nothing. It was min minimum doubt. <laughs> Interesting. Your mic seems inconsistent. Okay. Uh... It is. Oh god. Was that uh... loud? Sorry. So, I actually just rewatched the series before uh, the the show, because uh, I wanted to make sure I had some informed takes. But, um, hit me with him. Hit me with him. I, I want to hear him. I want these informative takes. So, uh, exactly what I said ha was going to happen happened. TSM played heavily through their top side and basically used Broken Blade to create leverage on Licorice, therefore in giving pressure to Blabber and allowing Spica to get more, uh, get get himself ahead a little bit. Because I think straight up, Spica probably won't beat Blabber without... Uh, both of his solo lanes helping him. And that's basically what happened. So they got an early lead for topside most of the games, and then they used Bjergsen to transition into mid-game and basically dismantled Cloud9. They, 
Cloud9 had almost no tools outside of game two, where I think the Lilia was pretty strong, but I th but it only kind of worked. It, I, they got a mm -hmm. couple lucky picks with the Talia, or Talia, the Lilia ultimate, uh, which I think is the only reason why they ended up winning that game. If they had either missed those picks or picked a different champion, I think TSM win that game hands down. Easy? An easy dub? Easy dub. Uh, my second uh, problem is that Cloud9 do not play Caitlyn and Shen. These are the two best champions in their roles right now. They don't play them, and that is a problem. Now, Only if you're a C9 fan. I, okay, so Licorice has played Shen twice, and he lost both of those games. Zven has zero Caitlyn games all year. These are, these are the season stats. This is such a large issue for the team that I don't understand why they can't pick up these picks. And the, it, TSM has picked up a bunch of new shit. They, like, they played fucking Lucian Top three times. Like, or two, twice. Okay, twice. Uh, I, they never do that kind of shit. They fucking whipped out Jace Top and smashed face with it. That's crazy. Oh my... Like, yeah... I was not expecting that much performance out of TSM, but we got it anyways. What else? Uh, I did see that both teams could convert uh, early game advantages into uh, mid-game leads and close out a game. Uh, what was the other thing? Yeah, no. That, that, that's uh, all of my... Uh, oh, oh, stop first picking set! For the love of God, stop first picking set! Stop it! It's not that good! <laughs> There's some teams who can make it work. Like who? Also, who? Don't worry, they're coming up in the next bit. Anyhow. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Doublelift finally got his redemption arc on Senna. If you saw game four. It only took him two splits to learn it, but he did it. <laughs> uh, it's there. Senna's quite the hot pick. I think Senna is probably the best AD after Caitlyn right now. I'm kind of coming around to the AD carry Senna, but I still think it's not great. It requires you to harass so much, and I think it's only good into low-range options. So, you basically, you can't pick it into Caitlyn. You have to pick it into like, Ezreal or something that can't hit you through minions. And and they have to have like a melee support. Otherwise, I feel like you lose a lot of power. Hmm. But hey, wanna... back to the main point, Go he ahead. learned it. He did. He did. So Matt, um, how do you uh, how do you feel? Is he frozen? I'm not sure. I, he looks frozen to me. Actually, yeah. He does look fro oh, frozen. Oh, he's moving now. My, he is. Um, can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, I don't know what happened. My fucking video connected dropped to fucking zero bars. Oh yeah, my internet's <laughs> taking a taking a hit right now too. I can see it. I don't know why though, but uh, I don't know. Somebody's doing something uh, stupid. All right, Matt, what? What is your takeaway from this series? What? What? How are you Can feeling you do, about I don't, this? I don't know what I missed. Uh, Haymon said that TLDR? Senna, that uh, Double F learned Senna. Did you hear my rant about? All that I crap? The, I dropped when you were starting to be like I'm coming around on AD Senna, and then it froze. That was it. We just talked about Senna. Word. 
I actually agree. I do think AD, I am also coming around on AD Senna. I do think it's actually better than we both gave it credit for, um, especially when piloted appropriately. I mean, I think the series just kind of came down to TSM playing an extremely uh, solid and consistent game, and uh, C9 just fell apart in the wrong places at the wrong times. Um, not all the decision making, both in the draft and the game, the best, and you know, that happens, but just unfortunate to see if you're me so, uh not if you're anthony so like overall what was your take on this series from cloud nine what, what, what do you think were their big mistakes um <sighs> not playing caitlin i don't know um <laughs> no i don't think that's true actually but um fuck i don't remember much about the specifics of the games i which was the one they won? Did they? They didn't get three. They won game two. Game two. Game two. Uh, <laughs> no, I forgot they picked Lucian top game one. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Lucian I don't know. They, they just didn't always feel like. I, they didn't always feel like the most active C nine for me, or like they didn't always seem like they had like the most coordination. Just like I think a problem we've all echoed sort of several times over the split. But I, I think they don't know what to do. When Blabber gets pressured. Because that's been everyone's key to beating them. Is they're like, wait a minute. The way they play the game is to get Blabber and Niski a lead. But if they can't do that, they don't win. So they just pressure Blabber by pressuring topside instead of trying to fight the mid lane. And it works out. Also, Niski was playing like garbage this series. Like, oh my god. On... On uh, Galio, in, I think game one, he ints like three kills early. And I'm just sitting here like, what are you doing? What? You died three times for nothing. You fuck up the flash level one. You get caught out in front of Harold at like level six. And then he dies again over by Raptors. And like, why are you getting killed? You're supposed to like go to side lanes. You're not supposed to die around mid. Like, come on. He did look terrible in that series. It was not. Uh, it was not good at all. I do remember like the level one play where, uh, what was it? Um, Spika just like dashed over the wall as Graves at level yeah. one into a bush surrounded by like several C nine members, and he yeah. should have been dead to rights. Oh yeah, he should have been dead to rights. But then Niski ended, and he was gone. Right, that's, that's the not worst the look part. that you want. They didn't even one for one that. That's the worst part. They mm -hmm. had. They were handed a free kill and died for it. Yes. That oh that that always hurts. Mm -hmm. Not if you're TSM. No, not no, if you're TSM. No, your TSM that happens to you. But if uh the enemy team gives you a free kill, you take that shit. Especially on well, Lucian Top, by the way. Oh my god. Lucian Top has gotta be a crazy counterpick into set. It's so good into set. Like he just he can't approach you because if he walks up to you, you can just dash back and now his Q is going to run out before he gets in range to E you. It's almost impossible for him to actually land anything on you. And if he goes for the W, you have dash. It's, it's just, there's just so, it's so good. But I hate range top laners with all of my heart. They need to die. Which is why I killed well, them on repeat. Over and over and over. Look forward to him in your solo Q games. Broken Blade has proved their worth. Only against Set, though. I don't think he's that good against too many other things. No, you pick him into every single thing, no matter what. <laughs> every Trust single me. thing. <laughs> okay. Trust me. Trust me. 
What else did I get to talk about this game? Oh, Vulcan looked really good. Uh, Vulcan looked like he was trying his damnedest to keep everyone alive and, like, put th put the ship back together as it's falling apart. But it's just, it's just not enough when you give him Tom Kench and all these other uh, utility supports. Like, what, what are you going to do? You, you, you just... You can't really... You don't got a lot to take control of there. You, you, you can save people as many times as you want and you can make an impact with it. In fact, in game two, it was quite impactful all the times that he saved people at like two HP. But yeah. a lot of the other times, TSM were just killing them through Tom Kench. And it's like, well, is this really worth it? Why aren't we putting him on something more uh, proactive that he can make plays on, considering he is the best player on your team right now? Like, you spent $1.5 million getting him. What the hell? <laughs> I... I don't know. It feels like his uh, champion pool started to turn up a little bit limited in some regards. Like, yes, he still has a Tom Kench. I still don't like his bard. I think it was um, but we don't see a... You think it was pick ban that actually uh, screwed him over? Yeah, I think they're I also not don't giving think that... him good picks. I think they're just kind of hoping that they can have their other carries carry instead of enabling their support to set people up. They just have their support play uh, backburner. I mean, yes, but I don't think I've even seen, like, a Morgana out, which is something that uh, even, like, uh, many supports across the league have pulled out at one point. I think Ignar hasn't done it, and I definitely think, like, who he... Uh, he does not have a Morgana game this season. Oh, no, he does, actually. He for, has one. For Vulcan? Yeah, Vulcan has one Morgana game this season. Exactly one. Wow. He's mostly played Yumi uh, and Thresh. But I think not Yumi be. has become exposed as a hot garbage. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because the only thing they ever fucking play it with is, uh, is Ezreal. Ezreal. Well, it is, to be fair, it is like exceptionally good with Ezreal. It's, like, it's really good with Ezreal, but like every time I saw them played in that FlyQuest series, they're just getting bodied, and I'm like, what's the point of this? Why? If it wasn't the lane itself, they're just getting bodied at the other side of the map still. And then what do you have to carry then when you hit your two item spike and the top side's just burning? Or even worse, what do you have to carry when all of a sudden all of a sudden, your bot side's burning because you're just that easy to gank. Repeatedly, again and again. And the the other part about this series was that Bjergsen and BB, they all looked so good. They looked like they were just having the time of their lives, playing out their fantasies of dominating everyone in the game. Because they, they played so, so well. Bjergsen, like, full-stacked his Magi's in two games. That's not supposed to ever happen, but it did. Bjergsen's Twisted Fate is so good. You saw that one play in game one where uh, Niski tries to TP back in behind for a flank, but Bjergsen uses his tele his ultimate on TF to get to the flank and then stun him right as he spawns because the TF teleport resolves faster than normal teleport. It, oh, it was such a good heads up play, and then it basically kills Niski and ends the game. Yeah, his TF is very scary right now. 
He has become yeah, the global mastermind. Pretty good. <laughs> I also loved watching when Golden Guardians tried to ban him out, and I'm just like, oh, good, you burned six bans on him. Uh, we pushed him on to Zillion. Wait, what? Yep. <laughs> we we pushed, pushed him on to Zillion. Oh my god. I'm looking forward to, like, uh, TSM Zillion. That'll be that. That's the world skin I want to see. That's the world skin you want to see. Are you predicting DSM win worlds this split? Maybe. That's you're calling it pretty far in advance, pal. All right. Uh, before we talk about uh, the TL versus FlyQuest series, let's just go over our picks from this week. Uh, I went two for two. Uh, I forgot to change the color, but I actually got the FlyQuest series perfectly right. Uh, Matt got a big old fat zero on his predictions. <laughs> and Haymont got the FlyQuest series right. Because Haymont has no faith in TSM. But for some no. reason, you think Cloud9 is going to 3-0 TSM. What's wrong with you? <laughs> a lot of credit now. It's like they could definitely bounce back and become that team that's meshes together and can come head-to-head uh, -head in skirmishes. But it's just, it wasn't them. They weren't there. No, no, it was not. All right. That. Let's go ahead and talk about this FlyQuest versus Team Liquid series and why the fuck do we think Team Liquid is so overrated? Well, why I... do we think that, Anthony? Uh, that's because a Team Liquid was bold. very overrated. A bold claim. A bold, a bold claim. claim. Um, I think that uh, Impact hasn't shown up with this playoffs buff that we normally expect from him every series, like every uh, split. Uh, we're like, oh man, he's going to pop off. He's going to show up. And all we've been seeing uh, is Mordekaiser. Just Mordekaiser. Another Mordekaiser. Another Mordekaiser. He did pull out an Orn, but it just hasn't been the same impact that we've expected. Like last split, like uh, impacts Aatrox, or the last time they went to Worlds, like impo uh, impacts Aatrox was a thing to see. It was a thing of beauty. He could single carry a game, and now he's just been re uh, relegated to Mordecai to do the. And it's a little bit a little sad to see. Uh, well, they're no, innovating they in other him, spots. Though. They put him on uh, Shen, Mord, Mord, Orn, Orn. Okay. And I don't think Mordecai is a bad pick because Mordecai does well into both Orn and Shen. And he's very good at picking a target and taking them out of the team fight. So you can just pick the key man on the other team, if you, especially if you have a lead, and then just dismantle them. Uh, I think that their problem is honestly in the mid lane. Jensen has not really been like showing up at all. He he just feels like he's dragging the team down, and it, people were making fun of him at the end of the last game for being a KDA player. Oh. L O L. I mean, what was it? His Akali uh, was actually pretty good. I did like seeing it. And I don't really know. Uh, the other games where they brought out, like, the Kog'Ma in Game 4, which was supposed oh. to, like... Sh I mean, no, the Kog'Ma. I think it was in Game 5, actually, that they pulled it out. It was supposed to be great. It was supposed to pop off, and then it just got crushed uh, from FlyQuest. It was Game 3? Yeah, it was Game okay. 3, and TL won that game. Game three, TL one. No, I'm pretty sure game. Oh no, uh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. TL one. 
I was looking at the yeah. uh, loss wrong. They they lost that game. You're right. Yeah, they won like games two and four. I'm trying to remember the picks for them. Yes. But it was like, uh, it was an interesting series. It was very competitive. It was just back and forth, and uh, each team didn't go for like, oh, we're just gonna go for the same draft over and over again. It's Broxa brought out the Hecarim, which Wait, I actually was not. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Uh... <laughs> FlyQuest played uh, a zero mid for three games in a row. What are you talking about? They basically played the same comp over and over again. The Cossacks no, they... pullout was kind of, kind of spicy, but not to great effect. Well, the, the, you're playing Cossacks into Mordekaiser and Volibear. Like, what are you gonna do? It's a good question. Uh, go bot lane and hope that and hope that Lux doesn't CC you and nuke your ass. True. Core JJ brought out his traditional blitz crank in game one, and Ignar still looks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why they pulled out the Kogma. The Kogma looks like it's such a bad idea. They tried to like outrange Caitlyn with Kogma. But it didn't work because their range is Jin and Kogma, but they don't have they don't have three engagers on there because their support is Zyra, their jungle is Lee Sin, and their top laner is Mordekaiser. They're, two of those champions are team fights and split pushers, and one of them's a pick comp. But you don't have any lockdown for the picks. You can't run a Lee Sin only pick comp. That doesn't work. Why not? Just get good, good. Just get good alt. <laughs> I'll get right on. Very... If ever, if you have perfect Lee Sin ults every time, easy. Just hit five people, forehead. Just, just frame hit perfect five your people. kick every time. <laughs> just hit Don't five be bad. people. Heck yeah. Uh, I just, I, I, I feel like it was it was very close. I, I will say that this was a very close series, and a lot of the games were were like at, on a razor's edge of going either way. But I definitely think that TL is showing that they can't play nearly as well as uh, a lot of other teams, especially nearly as consistently as other teams, because it it seems to me like they have lost their identity. I they were normally this play for late. Uh, standard team fight or team comps, but now they're not doing that. They're not going for that anymore. They're trying to do some other kind of weird shit. Uh, a couple of their comps are heavy mid game comps, and some of them, like you, normally, you don't want to put an assassin in a in a late game scaling comp. Normally, you want a control mage, but for some reason, we're running a Kali. Why are we running a Kali? A Kali's garbage. Oh, oh, you haven't seen a dominate in other regions. But it's still garbage! It's lading is awful! And it doesn't- And we're not in those other regions, Haymont! We're in North of fucking America! Oh yeah, so you can expect it when we- And it comes out at Worlds. Look, look, look. There's a reason why I would tell every new player to play Garen top lane. Because it's so brain dead, and so powerful, and so easy, that you can't make a mistake that isn't just a bad move. Like, there aren't mechanical errors you can make on Garen. It's like, oh, I got CC'd. Well, in like a second, my Q's up and I get to run away. Damn. Like. Dang. 
This is why I, you yeah, don't play Akali in North America, because the other guy plays fucking Azir and kills you. N.A. Akali, Anthony? Is that the call? N.A. That's Akali? the new meme! N fucking A. Akali. I hate Akali. I, she's so bad, and I hope to never see her again. It's gonna appear. Uh, okay. They picked a colleague fucking Cogmall mid and Jin AD care. Who's picking Jin right now? Who? Fucking uh, who? Just so you know, Turtle popped off with it in great effect in game five in that same series. In which they'd also, by the way, it's good. the game yeah, five great. was a... <laughs> you can still do that. Oh, man. You got hit with a little bit of damage. Let me tell you about this little W that I got. This little root that I got. Alright. Turtle went 5 0 oh, 6, but his team died once the entire game. Oh, yeah. Do you Just know saying. even the crazier part about that game? What? They let TL get the first two Drakes, and then we're just like, we're just going to stack the four Infernals. We probably don't need to. We're going to. I don't think it's a bad thing to drop one or two Drakes early to get a 10k gold lead and then take all the Drakes. That seems like a good strategy because now I get four Infernal Drakes. Damn, I wish I could have that every game. Yeah. What do you get? You get they, an Infernal... I'm sorry, you get a, an Air and a Mountain. And a, yep. Congratulations. That's, you have gained nothing on your team comp because you have an Orn who isn't going to come online for another, like, until, like, 35 minutes. That's when Orn's fully online. Orn had to build a fucking QSS and a Locket. Why does Orn have a QSS and a Locket? To escape the scary Mordekaiser, because that Mord was scary. <laughs> he got ulted by Mord after he pulled his old one fight, and then QSS mm -hmm. to get out of it, but he didn't reel or reel to do the knockback. That's brutal. You it's like, what's that. the point? What's the point if you're not gonna do it? <laughs> you're better off putting Mord in a box and letting him beat you. Oh, oh man, just talking about your own fantasies, bro. Yikes. Yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, you, you black out for a second. <laughs> you went to the shadow realm mentally. I just think, I think Jensen is just playing so poorly and so scared all the time. I don't, like, we're seeing Zin, uh, uh, we're seeing the Jensen that couldn't pop his Zonyas. That's what's happening right now. And I think it's going to happen more. And I don't think it's going to stop. If they somehow beat TSM, I get the feeling they'll probably just get 3-0'd by FlyQuest because Jensen can't hold it together. Because Jensen seems to have massive nerve issues. Especially when he gets towards the finals. Mm. What do you, what do you, how do you guys uh, think that uh, TL is shaping up after this? Do you think they're, they're uh, okay or are they going to take this one on the chin or are they just going to, are they going to start falling apart like Cloud9 did? I, don't I think they're. I think okay. they're gonna. Oh, you got him, Monty. You go. <laughs> oh, here you go. You go. You go. No, no, no. I was not being an asshole. I was really telling you to go. <laughs> okay. I I think they've got it. I think that they've managed to persevere through the entirety of the split, and you know, make that comeback at the end of it, or uh, at least uh, sneak into the number one uh, seat uh, spot without Hang us on. really uh, recognizing it. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean sneak? Everyone's well aware that they uh, are a decent team. They they finished first place, being very stable during the regular season. But once, but now that we've hit playoffs, some cracks are starting to show. 
while other teams seem to be like mending all of their problems and coming together. Okay, if you're putting it in that light, that's a fair point. But I don't think that they're just going to crack and fall apart all of a sudden. Um, hopefully they don't wind up... All of a sudden? Where they start playing like individual players instead of like a team. Which is... Uh, kind of what so, happened to C9. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't think that's going to happen to them this lane to split. I think they can pull something together and put up a good fight against TSM. I think they can definitely give it a good one, especially if it, they can pick a standard uh, late-game team fighting comp and can stick with it. Uh, they did pull out some curious picks, like the Kog'Maw, which is supposed to be good into the Azir, because uh, late-game, you're supposed to just be able to poke at everything from range, right? It doesn't matter whether it's the Caitlyn, it doesn't matter whether it's Azir, it doesn't matter whether it's Jin. Um, but this is not their normal wheelhouse picks that they would probably take in a series. I think they wanted to take some risks and bring out uh, something a little bit different uh, to put against FlyQuest, maybe because uh, they wanted to put FlyQuest in a little bit of an awkward position or because they were like, oh, maybe we can't beat FlyQuest in our standard composition and just want to go toe-to-toe with them in uh, those mid-game skirmishes. But if they uh, go revert back to their same style, I think they can give TSM a good fight. That's all. Matt, Any follow-up? Uh, what do you think? <clears throat> what do I... Well, there's your first mistake. I've said it again. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't think ever under any circumstances. Uh, but, um, I don't think that uh, the follow-up's going to be as extreme, right? Um, I mean, I would hope big... not. They still have to go to Worlds. Yeah, and C9's felt pretty abrupt, right? It really felt, for me anyway, like there was like a week where they were just on it, and then all of a sudden it was just kind of free-falling a little bit. Um, but I don't know, right? Like, I don't think TL's going to beat TSM. And I just... While I think they're still a solid team, uh, I don't know that this is their sort of postseason to win. Or at least they're NA postseason to win. I do hope they can sort of find their stride again. I I agree with basically everything you said about Jensen, uh, Anthony. Uh, but yeah, I don't. You know. I I hope they don't completely fall apart after this because I want them to do well at Worlds. I want NA to put three people into quarterfinals at Worlds because I think that all all three so of these three teams. So three of the four teams. Sure. <laughs> well, it's quarter. No, um, that's four, idiot. Anyway, um, I mean, what? Three teams in quarterfinals? They're all in different groups. Easy. Easy. One's in pools. Huh? It's the easiest plan of my life. No, no, no. One's uh, in pools. No, no, no. You can't be in the same group as someone else from your region. Yeah. It actually severely limits uh the options that there are for uh, groupings. So it's actually very, uh, it's very easy to predict who's going where. And statistically, the second team actually has a better outcome in their group than uh, a first place team. So you actually want to be the second team going to Worlds. They get the Do you best think so that's groups. Bad. Uh, partially, but I don't think there's any team that. Uh, like I, th I think there's two things. One, if you can't beat. Uh, all of the teams in your group uh, at Worlds, uh, you're not going to win the tournament anyways. 
So I don't think it matters what, what position you are, but in a progression sense of seeing how far you can get, you definitely would want to be there. Like if you're trying, you could, in theory, get to semis if you get a second seed, you're the first place team bums out, uh, you end up in first, and then you get to play the second seed from another group, which might be like the third, third or fourth seed from EU or, or LPL. Like that would be where we're heading. And, and that makes life a lot easier. Like, it's like that one time that H2K got to semis off of beating ANX, because that was an achievement, right, guys? Yes. <laughs> probably will, probably will the... take that one with him to the grave as an achievement, because nobody can legitimately take it away from him. But everybody can sub subconsciously take it away from him. <laughs> yep. Oh. That H2K team got so fucking lucky. I'm so mad they didn't actually have to play a real team. Okay. Let's start talking about... Cloud9. And what they need to do during this offseason. Now, before we talk about what they need to do during the offseason, I do feel like I should note that earlier in the week, there was a rumor going around that Cloud9 might actually get defaulted into Worlds. And when I heard that, I was just like... Um, so, Vietnam is l dropping two spots, right? Okay, so it's with the Vietnam thing? Yeah, with the Vietnam thing. So what they, the rumor was that uh, LCK and NA were going to get a fourth seed into Worlds. That would take uh, both the Vietnam spots. And I'm just kind of sitting here like, can we not? Because that just kind of makes this entire game that TSM and Cloud9 played real dumb. Well... I hope it happens. No, uh... <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to happen after the announcement this week. Me neither. Uh, I don't know. But they actually said they're going to share uh the 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 prize pool with Vietnam as if they had showed up because I think half the prize pool is shared amongst all the teams equally and then the other half is prize money. I mean, money. that's just fun. That's just That's polite. fair. That's I, I, that's nice. I don't, yeah. I see I don't no problem that. With I respect that. it. I respect that. I respect that. That's a kind play, especially cuz it doesn't seem like it's like a a willing choice as much as it's like a yikes you yeah. know everything is bad it's <laughs> like it's nobody's fault but it's so why punish it, bad. you know and, and that's part of the reason why yeah. they didn't want to bring in other teams because then they would have had to split the uh the half share 28 ways instead of 26 ways i think so yeah but we're here to talk about cloud nine and what they need to do in the off season matt it's your team what do you want them to do where do they need to improve themselves Bro, I don't even know. <laughs> I think um they need to spend some serious time practicing what to do when Blabber gets right, or how to handle um. Well, I don't know because you know it really did feel like uh, when C9 were losing, it would just seem like a miscommunication between one or two of the, like one person or two people on the team, and it would seem like, you know, um, that they just weren't playing together as a cohesive unit very uh so, and so the hope would be <laughs> that they change that behavior so i'm looking at all the contracts and they all end on the same date uh november 15 2022 mm -hmm. so that means they have two more seasons with all of these players so i'm not too sure it, like, because I can't just sit here and say, "Oh, Nissi's contract's going up." I think Nissi's probably going to DX, and they'll probably look for a new mid laner, 
or yeah it's a while away the so they, they would have to trade or sell or something yeah so they'd have to either buy out or do an amicable uh split what there's is... no n in that word amicable it's amicable amicable because, uh, like, looking at the academy, they have Fudge in the top lane, Inori in the jungle, Palafox in the mid lane, King and Tomo on AD carry, and Diamond as a support. I think Diamond might be the only uh, player who can come up, but Vulcan still looks really good, so I don't mm -hmm. think you would really want to. Palafox looks like he could make the move to one of the lower teams, but... I, like, looking at this Cloud9 roster, I'm not thinking this team might not make playoffs next year. I think this team would easily make playoffs next year. It's, I don't feel like it's even going to be Unless everybody else powered up absurdly hard, yeah. You, yeah, unless fucking SKT walks the fuck in the door in the LCS somehow, and I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry, Cloud9. It looks like you got bumped out because you were at the bottom of the barrel. But, like, they don't seem to have any in-house upgrades, and I feel like the only place they can upgrade is in the jungle, meaning they require an import. But... Niski and Sven are both taking up their import slots. So, if they're going to bring in an import, they're going to have to drop somebody. And I think that somebody would be Niski. What if they traded back for Sven? Sven Skarin, that is. What if they got ben Dennis back? What if they got Media? Dennis isn't dude? coming back. What if they got Media? Here's the thing. I don't think Dennis I'm... goes to any team but TSM. I mean, I... Sven Skarin? Wait, are you... Yeah. You you mean he stays too though, right? Not like he's guaranteed TSM. You mean no, no, he no, either no, no. stays I don't think, or goes to TSM? Uh, from a current perspective, I don't think TSM changed the roster next year at all. Um, but looking at uh, looking at uh, Sven Skarin's performance with his team, I do not think he's going. And looking at Cloud9's performance, I don't think he's going to go to Cloud9. I don't think he'll go to a team that isn't FlyQuest, TL, or TSM at the moment, because those are the three teams going to Worlds. And Cloud9 looks like they're about to take a major uh, low point in the org's career. Yeah. Unfortunately. Do we, do we bring back High? No, probably not. Does he even play <laughs> he the game lame. anymore? He does. Did you, Dog, did you, did you see the like showcase match? But, yeah, I did see the showcase match. Did you know that, that Balls was a secret Rumble, Rumble top in Challenger? Did he? Was he really? Yes. He was like top four challenger on Rumble only. That's real. I mean, A, of course it's Rumble only. It's Balls. B, very funny. Uh, and everybody was like, oh, Balls is going to be garbage. And Darius is going to, or Darius, Darius is going to smack him around. And Darius is just like, I have been playing this game for the last three weeks. Um, yeah. Balls is in challenger. I'm in D3. Also, they brought back the old school tactics of let's just run down divers. What? How, what else are you supposed to do? That's how you play the game, Haymont. That's not even if a divers thing anymore. If I mean it is though. No, if no, they were the calling game, game. camp. Anthony, you're telling mm -hmm. me if you're jung, you get D three or jungly against divers top. You're not camping him. Oh, you're, uh -huh. not, you're not letting him play the game. Did you not hear the comms from that clip when they first level one dove him? They were like, oh, it's Dyrus. Get him, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. Easy get him. call, dude. Uh... <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I think we all kind of agree that there's like, there's not much you can really do for this team. It, it, it's a lot of uh, I think it's just in-house practice. Yeah. yeah, it's like just working on this 
the decision making, the cohesion, and so on and so forth. I, okay. You, uh, what do you think, Hamon? As a question mark, um, I know that they've had Licorice has been pretty consistent throughout the split. I don't think he's had like a game where you can point it out and be like, "Oh, Licorice is doing very badly." So does do you instead I mean, I can pivot point your out play to this style? series? <laughs> Probably this series, yeah. But anyhow, is there uh, a time where you go like, "Oh, Niski's just playing pretty badly." Maybe we instead pivot our style from being focused on this mid jungle to top jungle. Over this, think, uh, well, I don't. Here's the thing: is TSM, well, as much as they played through top lane, they used top lane to generate early game leads and pressure. They didn't really play yeah. through their top lane. They Agreed. played. They used their top lane in the early game and then transitioned to holding AD carry in mid lane. That's what that's where they they kind of held their power. That's why that they've been going for Senna and Caitlyn and Ash because mm -hmm. they either provide late game utility always or they do late game damage or both. So that's that's kind of I feel like that's a little bit of the meta right now. I think you can still play the raw jungle mid lane going everywhere doing everything strategy, but I don't think T, uh, C9 can actually pull that strategy off like they've been trying to. And I think after Spring Split, everyone upgraded a lot more than Cloud9 did, and that caused them to be frustrated and decline instead of uh, continuing to improve. Because at the beginning of the split, they looked pretty good. But at the end of the split, it looked like they couldn't do anything. And that is why FlyQuest and TSM decided not to scrim C9. Ouch, but fair. Uh, Sometimes honesty hurts, you know? Sometimes the, the way the world is just doesn't align with the way you, the world, yeah. uh, you want the world to be. You know what I'm waiting mm -hmm. for? I'm waiting for Reaper to just whip out some random-ass player and be like, Ha-ha! From, from the fucking Academy lineup, and they're just a god, because that just seems to be what Reaper does sometimes. I don't get Sometimes, it, yeah. Happens. We can't lie. He, we can't lie. He does often have the heat out of nowhere. <laughs> but oh. when you pull the heat out of nowhere, it's really hard to find when you need it most. True. Mm -hmm. All right. What's the what's our next topic? We get to talk about our upcoming matchups. The previews. Let's get into previews? what we pick. Any previews? In Let's the go chat? look at our picks for next week. But boom, we got. Me and Matt calling it for TSM to win out this weekend, the and Haymont weekend. Haymont saying FlyQuest is gonna go. So we're gonna start off with Haymont. I want you to go through from the TL match to the FlyQuest match. Why do you think that your uh, picks are right, and and your future pick? And then after that, I want you to tell me uh, all of the ways you know you're wrong about that. No, uh, <laughs> dude, that's my specialty. <laughs> You know I, know, I do that. I asked you to bring it out. All right. So first that's of all, that's why for... I asked you to bring it out. Anyway, uh, to give it up for the TSM versus TL matchup, uh, I think that TSM's uh, been playing out of their mind recently. Uh, you saw how they dominated, well, Golden Guardians in those last three games in that series. Um, you saw how they were able to play through top lane against uh, C9 and be able to put C9 in a one of the formerly best skirmishing teams in North America on the back foot in a massive way, right? 
So I hands down think that they could probably do the same thing to Impact. They could probably do the same thing to Broxa. And uh, yeah, with a weak topside like that, uh, they could just run the same strat back, uh, pressure that weak topside, and see if you can get the dubs from it. Give Broken Blade that Lucian again. Hey, I like to see it. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love to see it. I think uh, mm-hmm. Lucian definitely makes set a bait, but let's move on to Matt. Why do you think TSM is going to win out in 2-3-2 two, two series? Well, going to start with TSM TL here, right? going to start at the beginning and end at the end like a, a person who's afraid of, I don't know, inversion. But... <laughs> I think uh, TSM-TL is going to be fairly tight just because even though TSM has been playing well and TL has been on a little bit of a downturn, uh, I don't think TSM has played like so nuts, right? Like so above the board that I think they're going to crush TL 3-0 or even 3-1. I think it just has a chance to be a really tight series that TSM just has like a a moderate edge. In terms of FlyQuest, I do think FlyQuest has been playing really, really well, which is why I think that that one's even more likely to be 3-2. Um, and I have TSM winning it that just because even though Fly has been playing out of their mind, TSM just seems better. The way they play, uh, what they're able to do, what they prioritize, it seems sort of all around more consistent uh, and, and, and just better. Right. What about you, Ant? I think TSM is going to beat Team Liquid 3-1 because to me it looks like Team Liquid are about to start a pretty hard slump and a pretty big slide. This is this would be their moment that they'd have to pull it out and really come back together as a team. And I think for NA as a whole, it would be better if TL were to come back up and probably win these next two series and be the victorious in this split. And it would just give us such a better... Uh, I think it would be a better amount of a better skill for the teams at Worlds, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think TSM have a, a working winning formula that they're going to continue to pull out. I think, especially on Cloud Nine, they knew exactly how to beat them, and uh, I don't think that beating TL will be quite as hard as beating Cloud Nine was. I think it will actually be easier because Cloud Nine. I think had better individual players. I think their bot lane was better, but I just don't I don't have a lot of faith in tactical being able to carry TL as hard as he did that game for through through all five of these possible games that they could have. And then against FlyQuest, I think it's going to be really 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 close. I think this will probably be one of the closest series we've ever seen in a final ever. Uh I I really I'm just looking to enjoy this matchup because, to be honest, I'd rather get second because it's a better spot to be in. But uh, <laughs> uh, a win for TSM is always fun. But I just like TSM in finals all the time. That's just how that's just how I like to see things. <laughs> uh, I, I like r- roll to roll. I feel like it's pretty close. I think Santorin is definitely better for FlyQuest, but I think Bjergsen isn't playing so much better than every other mid lane in the entire playoffs. I think TSM's bot lane has figured out how to play stable and play safe and be able to be a threat in the late game. And I'm and I feel like Broken Blade is just so good. He's just so good. And he makes such good clutch plays all the time and I'm looking forward to see him try to pull it out over FlyQuest. I won't be surprised if FlyQuest end up winning this matchup 3-2. But I definitely think TSM is gonna take us on home. I can't. I can't do my boys dirty like that. 
in that case, I gotta give it to my boys FlyQuest. I hands down think that uh, they've just been trying to pull everything that they can and throwing it at teams. But they haven't been throwing it at and like, oh, this is a little sloppy splat against the wall. They've been throwing it precisely, dog. They've been throwing these plays, they've been running them through teams, and sometimes other teams just don't know how to react. I think that's what happened to C9 in their series against FlyQuest. I think that's what happened to TL in their series against FlyQuest. Every once in a while, they just manage to take a pick that you just don't expect. Right? Mm hmm. And also, uh, the one thing that uh, I believe might be TL's weakness in uh, their series against TSM is not a weakness for FlyQuest. They do know how to play when their top laner is put behind by a very large margin. They've demonstrated it several times. Solo has taken L's while playing Shen. <laughs> FlyQuest has oh, still right. managed FlyQuest to figure will out. Pick Shen. <laughs> <laughs> it's only TSM and FlyQuest picking Shen right now, and it pisses me off. God damn it. Man, but I'm absolutely certain that uh, even if uh, Solo does get put behind, his team can figure out a way to actually uh, cater to that top side, stem that bleeding, and uh, get a strat together where they can just run it. Santorin, smart pilot. Ignar has been popping off on Thresh. I think that's going to be a highly contested pick between the two supports in the bot lane. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I think that FlyQuest just are ready to take it at, at TSM. Or whichever team does happen to appear in that final I, uh, series. I think we're in for some more really good League of Legends. It was some really good League of Legends this weekend. And I'm looking forward to next week. Just as a whole. Every, every matchup. Every storyline. There's so there's so much like good uh, melodrama here. I feel like I'm watching the fucking uh, an anime or some shit with all the, all of this coming. Oh, it's so good. I'm looking forward to it. I've never had uh, so much fun in playoffs for like a long time. Oh, because you lost a lot the last Shut couple up. Of years. Shut up. Bite me. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm also extremely excited. Right, like these. Uh, even though C9's not in it, right? These both these matches seem like they're going to be extremely good matches. Um, FlyQuest TSM I think will be a dope, dope match. It would be really fun storyline-wise for like Turtle against TSM uh, in the finals, right? That'd be lit. Uh, but I'm just I'm looking forward to it. Should be fun. <laughs> I'm looking at the thread for the uh, TL FlyQuest game, and one of the comments is: first it was FlyQuest, then it was TreeQuest, then it was BookQuest, then it was SeaQuest, and now it's Conquest. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. Matt, I think I'm out of topics. Buddy, you want to you wanna take us on home? Yeah, I think that'll do it for this week on the Legendary League of Legends podcast. You can catch us next week at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash nizzy2k11. Catch the VODs on the YouTube channel, Legendary Podcast. You can catch the audio podcast version on anchor.fm slash lolp or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, True. no sneaky no worlds. <laughs> no sneaky no worlds.